coach says it in one of the videos, you know, that was for, for the program. It was for every kid that's come before us to help build it um, because we got to where everybody, you know, has been trying to get to. Um, so it was, it was awesome that we got to be, you know, with them for the first one. Um, but it was, it was an unbelievable feeling and experience. Welcome to another edition of Through the Way. I'm your host, Jamal Durham. If I'm sounding weird, it's because I have lost my voice. Um, I had camp today uh, and yesterday, and I lost my voice you know, yelling at th third graders. So if you can't hear me clear, it's because I do not have my voice, but it's coming back slowly. Um, but today we are on site at North Davidson. We are on the softball field. And my next guest is Shondi Woosley. Um, she is a graduate of North Davidson and also the head coach of the softball team. Sandy, thank you for, thank you for doing this with me, even though I don't have a voice, but thank you for being here. Absolutely. Appreciate you coming. Thank you. So on our podcast, we kind of go through the background of the everyday athlete, um, that I've, you know, basically your high school career, your college career and what you're doing now. So just kind of give everybody, you know, your your experience in high school at North, um, playing on the softball team, playing for, you know, a Hall of Fame coach, and you know the recruit process in high school. Um, I graduated here in 2010. Um, when I came as a freshman, uh, very very much intimidated a little bit. You know, big atmosphere, big field. You know, playing seven o'clock game, lights on, um, and of course for Coach Lambrose. Uh, so it was definitely a little bit intimidating at first, and he was tough. Um, it was there was no easy way. Um, you, you really had to come every day to work, and he expected a lot. Um, so I think that really, you know, uh, my frame of mind was kind of built from that. Um, that when we stepped on the field, you know, that we were going to work hard. Um, but we had an unbelievable season. My senior year, uh, we went 33 and 0. So that was. Um, that was awesome, and then going into college from that, it seemed very, I was not used to losing. So <laughs> that was a very big transition for me personally. Um, but after I graduated in 2010, I went to Mars Hill University up near Asheville, um, and I played all four years there, started all four years. Um, loved every second of it, went through a coaching change, which is always difficult um, at the college level. Um, and I have made it all the way back full circle to North Davidson. Um, now, now in your games at North, North is obviously a powerhouse in softball. Um, I think Coach Lambrose, you know, he, he trains early. He trains the middle school. Um, middle school comes up and, and practices up here. Um, were you also um, active in middle school up until your senior year? Absolutely. Um, we did. We had practices here um, on weeknights when middle school and before I was in high school and things like that with travel teams and stuff like that. So we were always um, on campus around it. Um, it's awesome that you actually bring that up because we actually help coach middle school. So uh, we're trying to, you know, get to know these kids a little earlier um, before they get to us so we can spend more time learning and getting to know them. 
um, and how to help them before we get a few months during the school year. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, we spent a lot of time. Uh, I think it was Chief. Chief would pitch to us <laughs> at middle school. Uh, that was scary. <laughs> Some you know big guys pitching to us, and you know we we're like seventh graders. Uh, but yeah, we uh, we're trying to build the program, continue it. Chief Chief was a good dude. Chief was uh, one of my homeroom teachers, whom we talked every day. And, and I remember him out here, you know, helping. I think I think he was Claire Claire Sievert. She was a pitcher, mm-hmm. and I remember him helping her. And he was like, and I said on the previous podcast with Chris and Demain, he was one of, he was one of my mentors. I know him too. Just straight because he was he was a homeroom teacher, he would give me advice, basketball court, everything like that. And also, Coach Lambros, I had Coach Lambros finally my senior year and um, for advanced PE, uh, we would go bowling every Thursday, and he would try to bet me and Jeremy that we couldn't get you know past 150. So he's you know, always doing that. So Coach Lam- Coach Lambros <laughs> was always the cool the the cool teacher, the cool coach. Um, you know, I remember every morning he would always stand on the steps, um, you know, with, with our group and our crew. We would always stand on the steps. Even though we're not supposed to be on the steps, he would allow us to, uh, you know, to sit there. But, um, you know, one thing I do remember about Coach Lambros, it was he was really passionate about, you know, softball. Absolutely. You know, in, in class, you know, he would joke with us. You know, he would clown around with us. But when I saw him on the softball field, he was a different person. Yeah, he's very, he's hard-nosed. He, he was, was a, a different person. A and spunky I, little guy. <laughs> I respected him for that. Um, but did you have any, you know, memories as far as certain games playing here at home? Oh, Lord. Um, not a specific game, really. Um, most, I think one of, the, one of the games we were in, second or third round of the playoffs, um, and we, we had to have a ground ball, had to give out, get out of the inning. Um, and I think it was Hannah Alexander who was pitching, and I ended up diving in between first and second because I played second then, um, and getting that out. And that was just like filling the dugout, filling everybody around us and the community just getting very hyped and very excited for us. Um, not really many specific games. I feel like I'm in so many games, they all start to kind of run together. Uh, but one of our... Uh, traditions, I guess. Um, after my senior year, we all slept on the field. I made a big pallet in center field, mm-hmm. um, but we had like a pizza party, you know, that kind of thing. And we had, you know, coach, since he was a PE teacher, had croquet set up back here. Um, so we were like challenging the coaches um, and a couple of us girls playing croquet and like somebody made like the longest shot ever. And it, it was just crazy. It was just fun times to, to hang out with him on and off the field. Now the 2010 season, Mm-hmm. National champs. Um, was was how was that feeling? Because obviously, softball <laughs> um, has been the latest to win a championship. Um, you know, in basketball, we we had a pretty good team, um, but we didn't make it as far in playoffs when when I was here. And softball was always a powerhouse around. Um, about that 2010 season, what do you remember the most? I think I just remember how well we all got along and we clicked. Uh, we had 10 seniors, so it was a huge class. Um, I think it ended up being six out of the 10 seniors playing in college or going 
to play in college, which just said a bunch about uh, our class and how much skill that we had. Um, but we had played each with each other for so long, um, so we all got along. We knew how to put things aside when it was time to play ball and buckle down, and you know we all had the same goal in mind. Um, when we finally won, though, uh, I think we woke up uh, in the hotel room in Raleigh that morning, and we knew it. We had already played this team. We knew, you know, we knew that we were going to win. Um, so it was just kind of like we were ready to go. As soon as we started, we we were ready to get the game going. Um, but you know that was. You know, I think Coach says it in one of the videos, you know, that was for, for the program. It was for every kid that's come before us to help build it um, because we got to where everybody, you know, has been trying to get to. Um, so it was, it was awesome that we got to be, you know, with them for the first one. Um, but it was, it was an unbelievable feeling and experience. It was a long time coming. Yes. Um, okay, talk about your recruit process, recruitment process. Were there any other schools besides Mars Hill? Uh, there was a few. Um, I committed a little bit early. Um, it was before they had the September 1st of your junior year rule, so I was already kind of verbaled before then. Mm -hmm. um, but I really just knew from whenever I picked up a ball that I was going to play in college. You know, I knew I was weird from a young age because I liked practice. <laughs> I liked things like that. My friends are like, you're annoying. Um, but I, I love I love it. Um, I have a lot of passion for the game. So I knew that I was playing college ball somewhere. Um, I had some offers um, and a few came after I had already verbaled to Mars Hill. Um, but it's always just very stressful. Um, you go to these tournaments, these showcase tournaments and you know, putting on the spot and you're trying to show out and you're you're trying to, you know, trying to win, but you're trying to do good for yourself. And it's a really hard, hard place for an athlete to be, I think. Um, but like I said, I committed pretty early. So I just was like, I'm playing ball in college. It doesn't matter. I know where I'm going. I committed. Uh, I visited Marcel one time and I was like, yes, yeah, sign me up. Um, but it was awesome. I, I would I would do the same thing in a heartbeat. I had a great time there. Okay. Um, and while you're at Mars Hill, um, what was what were some of the challenges that you faced in college that you didn't face here in high school? Probably, well, first, of course, the, the losing. I was very <laughs> new to losing at that point, um, coming from such a powerhouse high school program. Um, playing with athletes that you didn't know, mm -hmm. um, because I'm, like I said, we were so, played each other for so, for so long here in high school and, and in travel ball. So playing with those uh, uh, kids that you didn't know, um, of course, the physical aspect of it. Um, I trained with Will Bradley, sports performance um, in Greensboro. Um, so I trained with him. So I was, you know, in as good a shape, I guess, as I could really be in. Um, but it's just a whole new new world when you're playing the amount of games that we do um, and the fall conditioning leading up to it when you're like, can I just pick up a, a ball and a bat? Um, I just, but you know, we're running and we're lifting weights. So it's just nonstop. Um, but just figuring out, you know, how to balance it, how to be a student athlete um, more than it is on the high school level, mm -hmm. that independence. Uh, with, with college sports today and athletes getting NIL deals, um, do you think that it hurts the game with the, um, I'd say the, the portal, the transfer portal and the NIL deals? Do you kind of think that hurts, you know, not just softball or not just basketball. Does it hurt basketball, football, softball, and all kind of sports in college? Absolutely. We were just talking about it, actually. The, I, 
don't know if it's a good thing on record to say, but you know, I, I, I think it's one of the worst things that's happened to our sports. I mean, there's pros and cons of certain athletes, but um, you know, it's hard for, for, for coaches to build programs, um, for kids to really buy and be invested for, for longer than a year. Um, and sometimes it just takes time and being with your team for longer than a few months before you're playing. Um, you know, you don't like it, they jump ship. And that just, it seems too easy. It's too easy to do. You know, maybe, maybe if they have the, the sit out a year kind of thing was back, mm -hmm. maybe that would, you know, make it a little more beneficial. But yeah, I don't know. I don't really agree with the portal. Overused. I, 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 I don't either, but I, I agree that athletes should get paid for their likeness, especially college athletes, because, you know, most of the time they're not, they don't have money. Um, but there's a point to where if you give a student athlete more money than, you know, than they should have, they're not going to, they're not going to want to, you know, stay where they are. They're going to try to move, um, because they're not playing. They're going to try to transfer, um, because they're not getting this NIO deal. They're going to try to transfer to a bigger school and try to get this money. But I mean, I, in a sense, it's a double edged sword because you're paying students to use their face and their likeness, but at the same time, you're giving them power over, you know, the situation or the school. I always go back to, and that's, that's a young kid yeah. to give that power to, you know, you're thinking typically, un, you know, less than 22 years old. And that's a lot of, that could be a lot of power for a kid to have and a young, a young minded person. Knowing me at age 17, if you would give me a million dollars, you would not see me in class <laughs> half the time. Because how do you give how do you give a, a kid more money than a teacher is making? Absolutely. It's kind of it's, it's kind of weird, mm -hmm. um, sort of to speak. But I mean, it'll be some time for the NCAA to you know amend what they're doing. Right. It's just kind of trial and error, but. You graduated from Barton, uh, not Mars Hill, sorry. <laughs> I'm thinking okay. of Barton. Uh, you graduated from Mars Hill. Mm -hmm. um, what was your major? Psychology with a minor in physical education. Oh. And I had no idea I wanted to be a teacher. <laughs> no idea. I knew I wanted to do things with ball. Um, I, I had to keep doing it. I coached travel ball for a little while, okay. um, but it never, it wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. um, I worked at the hospital. Um, nursing home, CNA, you know, I thought I wanted to do the nursing route and go that way, um, but it, it just didn't seem right. And then I, was it 15, 16 school year, um, I was still working at the hospital, but I would come up um, and get into practices when I could, and coach allowed me to do that, um, to be a volunteer on staff or whatever. Um, but like I said, I, it just wasn't enough. I couldn't be there when I wanted to, and um, I worked night shift, so it just didn't really work out. <laughs> yeah, I felt like a vampire living opposite days. So I ended up making the switch, and in 16-17 was my first year um, at, the, at North, and I've loved it ever since. Uh, I knew it was a special place, um, but being able to be on staff and a part of it, um, like I said, it was full circle for me. All right. When you got back to uh, North, were you asked um, – did you get a call about the coaching position or did you come up to the administration and ask um, about the coaching position? When I was assistant? Or? Assistant, yes. Yeah, um, 
I had already asked Coach if I could be part of it um, mm -hmm. because I was already in the dugout as a volunteer role. So when I went into the building, um, I cleared it with administration, asked them if that was okay, if I continued to do that, and um, they said yes. And I got the, I had to do a little bit of JV basketball coaching too, so that was fun. <laughs> that, that the double coaching, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Um, but North, North is a great hemisphere, especially for softball. Um, this community comes out and packs it every time. I remember playing football, stadium was packed every single game. Uh, basketball, during, during our 4A seasons, um, you know, the students would come in. At that time, the student section was by the door across from the away team. Um, and I remember the loudest that they've ever gotten was against West Forsyth uh, senior night. Um, I remember me just making a, making a dunk, I guess, and the ball went out of bounds and someone from the student section grabbed it and was dancing with it. And, and, that's, and those memories are what I remember. And just your friends there supporting you, the community there supporting you. And now you're the head coach of the softball team. Um, how did you feel when you got that position? What um, was going through your head? What was, you know, your feelings and everything? It was a little overwhelming at first, um, you know, stepping into such a, a big role that I had never had the opportunity to, to be a, a, head, a varsity head coach. Um, I'd had a few roles as assistants and, like I said, JV basketball head coach. But um, excited, um, ready to go to work, ready to, you know, put my passion into it, um, just, you know, just like Coach did. Um, but to, to, you know, to do things my way a little bit and things that I learned in college and to bring that back to the program um, to keep it, to keep it heading in the right direction. Because, um, you know, at the end of the day, um, any kid, uh, young lady that we can bring in, teach her the game, and um, that, that's just the best experience for me personally. So, uh, like I said, a little bit overwhelming. Um, you know, first game, you know, getting a little bit of jitters, you know, when the whole crowd comes out. Um, but it gets, it's a little bit different now that I'm kind of getting my feet wet. And of course, this was our first season really because with COVID and we had such a canceled uh, season and then a shortened season, uh, we had only played, you know, less than 20 games. And then this year, you know, we were 18 and seven. So we had a full season. Um, so it felt good to, to, to attack a, a full year. So this year actually felt more like my first year. Now, I've, I've never experienced this. Is it difficult switching conferences and divisions every other year? Yes, <laughs> we like a little consistency. Um, I think we're in a we're in a better conference um, with the basically the Davidson County schools that mm -hmm. we have in it now with Ledford Oak Grove um, Central, um, and then we've got the Montgomery Central and Ashboro. But but this conference it's a it's a tough conference with us four Davidson County teams in it. Um, but yeah, we would. It's been crazy when we had to go down to 2A, back up to 3A. Um, it's hurt our numbers, um, but I'm sure it's hurt up, you know, the other schools too. Um, so it's nice that we're getting back up to 3A though and getting a little larger pool of athletes. All right, let's, uh, okay, let's talk a little bit about Coach Lambros. Was it a little, is it a little intimidating um, coming behind such a legend at North um, he, he's won a lot of games. He's in the Hall of Fame, um, Davidson County Hall of Fame, uh, and rightfully so. Is it is it kind of intimidating, you know, 
following such a Hall of Fame coach um, as Mike Lambros. Absolutely it is. Um, it, it can be a little intimidating and it, and it can be, you know, where you're questioning things that you're doing and then you have to kind of take it all back and say, you know, I'm not him, I'm gonna, you know, do it my way um, and, and build on the legacy that he had um, because, you know, I don't want it to ever get into just a, a stalemate where you're just mm -hmm. sitting still. You know, I want the program to continue moving as, you know, as coach would want it to do. Um, coach is very much into learning and, you know, going to clinics and going to things. Uh, he went to Arizona, you know, when, when Mike Andrea and them were, were having so much success and he was trying to do things to build his program here. So, uh, and, that, and that's, that's our main goal is, you know, we're just trying to continue to build upon what he had built for us. Um, so, you know, anything that we can do, you know, the field's named after him. So we feel like we honor him every time we turn the lights on and we have, we know we have a ball game up here. Um, yeah. <laughs> Is he the only coach that has a field or court named after him? Uh, well, I guess Pete Jones Gymnasium. Oh, well, Pete, I, I can't believe I, I can't believe, I played in, in another gym. All right, so, oh, well, so we had Pete and Palmerfield, and then Mike Lambros Field. So I we got so. after this. Yeah, we um, we there's a lot of lot of fields out here, and I just learned that we have a lacrosse team. Yeah, and it was the first that I've heard of. It's the last. That's how long that I've been away from North. Um, but I'm I'm trying to come back um, and get back involved with the community. Because North essentially is is my home. North is where I went to school and where I graduated. So I'm kind of I'm kind of orange and black. I'm kind of in the middle because Oak Grove is literally two minutes from my grandma's house right. where I grew up. So if if Oak Grove was there in 2005, I would have been a grizzly. But you know my family and you know sort of my cousins there at Oak Grove. So I'm kind of in the kinda middle torn. of of North and OG, so but every we're still, time. I mean, we're still one community. Yeah, we're still, uh, you still know, when you When you go off, you say, I'm from Davidson County. <laughs> you know, North Davidson, Oak Grove, uh, the Battle of the Tracks, or whatever I, they're called. I make sure that everyone in Charlotte knows where I'm from and knows where North Davidson is. <laughs> there you go. Um, but it's, it's definitely, definitely home. Um, there's a lot of things here. Um, so you say that you try to build your your program up to how you how you want it. Um, is there anything that you do take from Coach Lambros or that you use in your program? Yeah, um, there, there's plenty of things. Um, you know, the way we do things, I feel like it's always been a tradition. You know, we do our infield the same way. Um, but but I'm, I just try to instill, you know, the energy that he had is unmatched. So, um, so I know that, you know, as much as energy that I want to bring, I can never be him. Um, but I try to keep, you know, the energy up. Um, I just want the kids to, to know that the tradition is here and, and you know, to, to make it relevant, you know, make the kids want to. Because, um, you know, there's so many different places that's pulling them and things and, you know, life in 2022 that they want to do. Um, so just trying to, to make it relevant, make it exciting, make it an environment that they want to come to, they want to be a part of. Um, but yeah, there's there's plenty of things that that we do. 
um, in our everyday program that we probably don't even realize it because we're so used to doing, uh, Coach had many superstitions and things like that, you know. Um, so, you know, we do things we probably don't even know of, but, you know, our main thing that I feel like people will see all the time would be our infield because we've had the same infield for, for ages. So. All right, we're going to do a top five and then a wrap. So who would you say would be your top five most influential people in your life? Oh, heavens, what a packed question. <laughs> um, top five most influential people. Of course, I would say my mother, um, and I would say coach. Um, honestly, I would say Coach Fulton here. He's been very influential. Um, I, I don't know. This is a toughie. That is a toughie. Yeah, you didn't let me think <laughs> on that one for a little bit. Um, I'll go with those three. I'll go with those three. They can take spot for the feeling for the other two. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, I think, like I said, coach very much right now. Um, and of course, of course, coach Lambrose and, uh, my mom, she's played a big, big role in my life. Gotcha. Now, if to all of the, um, younger generation, the future lady Knights that have an interest in playing softball, what advice would you give them, uh, as far as wanting to play in high school or wanting to get to the next level in college? or possibly, you know, go play after college? I would tell them to be an athlete and have, you know, a lot of kids say they love it, mm -hmm. but I just, I want them to actually love it. Like, what makes it fun to you? Um, so, like, go after it, but like, do it with everything you've got. Like, finish it, you know, go, you know, head, you know, head first into it. Um, like a lot of kids, you know, they, they're just kind of like getting their feet wet or they're like kind of halfway in. So just to buy into whatever they're doing and, and just to do it and bring the energy and bring the excitement to the game. Sounds good. Thank you. Um, and I, I believe that is a wrap-up for episode 10. Um, Shondi, thank you for joining me. I apologize for my voice. Well, thank um, you for coming. I wasn't planning on losing it. Um, you know, yelling at third graders, but it, it's also yeah, you know, a great experience. Um, it's great being back here um, at North. Um, thank you for you know doing this for me. Come catch a game. Yeah, I, I definitely will. Um, especially if you guys come close to show, I come down. But thank you. That is a wrap. Thank you guys for listening and stopping through the way.